Welcome to Jamming with Jamie. Show where we jam together, bounce ideas. Well, actually, I just talk about things and then you listen. But you can interact with me, you can tell me what you think. Um, yeah, please do, because I don't know what I'm doing with this. Again, at the moment, this is still just something that I'm using to get ideas off my chest. I don't have any sort of monetization or end goal in mind with this project. Uh, I recently just had to end my own podcast. I know what you're thinking. Why'd you have to end it if you've time for this? Well, they're separate things, you know. To put an hour and a half to two hours aside every week devoted to this podcasting that revolves around two people both being free and needing a location to record isn't too complicated but some weeks it's messy and then everything revolves around it and then it's like well you know it's stressful enough trying to do everything else whereas with this it's like I can just pick it up and do 20 minutes whenever it feels right or if I have time aside I can I can dedicate it towards it you know so it makes a bit more sense sex robots go and talk about sex robots today I've I've been watching a show on Netflix that's just got me thinking about robots so much it's called uh, love death and robots no robots death something like that um love death and Love, debt, and robots. Yeah, I think that sounds right. And it's an interesting concept. It's a, it's this Netflix original show that's comprising of composing of maybe like twenty or so videos. They're all animation, done by different groups of people, different creators I presume, different style in every episode, different length, different subject matter, but always revolving around those three topics, those three themes. And you it's a bit like Russian roulette. Like you just don't know what you're gonna get with every episode. It's it's really unique. I love the love the approach to, to feel like you're getting like it always it always has that tone that you're looking for and yet some episodes are quite dark and make you think and others are light and bubbly but yeah it just has me thinking about robots a lot and what's in store for us in the future and how quick artificial intelligence is advancing and and just robots in general um I was passing the sitting room earlier and and my dad had left the TV on Uh, he had gone to bed but he just left the TV on and and whatever he was watching it bled into this next show which was about sex robots and was showing these incredibly designed mannequins like you know, if you've ever watched any of these YouTube documentaries about sex dolls, um, that makes it sound like I'm a pervert. But it's interesting. You know what I mean? 
it's it's hard to avoid it. I mean, like I don't mean like I was searching for the stuff, but like you know, Vice on YouTube, they've done stuff about this before, so it's hard to miss. And there's so much money involved. Like there's so much art. It's it's really impressive. Like the actual art around creating a fake human is is so impressive. Um just the amount of detail that we're going into like there was this one there was this woman who was basically engineering the vagina of this sex robot the inside part and how excuse if this is a bit vulgar for certain people's sensitive ears but, but but the inside had a mechanic that could understand the tempo and the ferocity of the thrusting action and and react differently accordingly to that and so what resulted was basically an interactive robotic vagina um, and then also like the machine would like I guess squirm and there'd be like different noises and pleasurable moans and so they came in all different sizes and different nipples long nipples short nipples really wide nipples small nipples uh, big breasts small breasts white hips short body long legs blonde brunette black white you know what i mean they did everything um, and there was a different part of this documentary i didn't watch most of it i probably caught eight minutes to be honest but there was another part of this documentary where uh, a woman was talking about how misogynistic this whole industry is and how this will further objectify women and it's an interesting I don't know I don't know if she's right or wrong or if it's even as simple as categorizing as right or wrong um, I think that's a problem with the way I think I, I, I can sometimes have a very strong opinion about things but it's actually quite rare most of the time Oh, there's a hidden H. Most of the time, I find myself sitting on the fence with a lot of subjects. And that's not to be passive about life and because I just don't want the stress of choosing. It's because I, I, I feel like I actually do balance and weigh out both sides of things and I can, in, instead of trying to be right, I'm actually trying to understand the topic. Um, and again, not to pat myself on the back, but I think that's the ability to be a bit more humble. There you go, there's a humble brag for you. I'm so humble. Oh my God, I'm like the most humblest person ever. Don't know what that voice was. Um, no, but you know what I mean? If people have this... There's certain people I know that just have this air about them. It's just it's almost in their personality where they find it very hard to see a situation where they're wrong um, that type of ego that ability to not be humble enough to ever consider that you don't actually know what you're talking about is very dangerous it's dangerous because you're not really learning you don't want to learn you want to be right you want to be on the side of things where you can say you're right but th listen none of this that's for another day. Um, yeah, I don't know if sex robots are right or wrong. I personally 
don't have any interest in fucking a robot. It would feel awkward. I think it would feel like something that was supposed to be quite intimate. Not being intimate. For some people, sex is just sex. And it's just fun and it doesn't have to be intimate. It doesn't have to be this dark thing that they're perverted. And, do you know what I mean? It can just be like a pleasurable thing and they want to get off. And they're like, yeah, I'll try sex robot. Oh, I enjoy that. I'll continue to sex robot. You know what I mean? We don't have to paint them as one or the other. There's so many ways that people think. And we don't give individuals enough credit for actually how unique their thoughts are and their approach to life and their their, the filter, the perspective that they see things through. You know, that individual lens is is so different from person to person. I, I think it's kind of gross how we underestimate that difference so much of the time. I always bring it back to this topic um, where women, I've heard many women say before that they think a fleshlight, as I believe it's called, is disgusting. Or a pocket vagina, as it may also be called. I don't know why it's called a fleshlight. Because it's like light, it's on the go. Is that the point? But it feels like fleshy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's called that. But yeah, it's basically like the cylinder. It it actually looks like a fleshy flashlight. You know, if you can imagine a cylinder, long cylinder, probably not too long, depending on the dick, um, with lips on the front that are meant to mimic a happy vagina. Um, men would wank themselves off with this. They stick their dick into it and they have a go some women would find that a bit degrading the idea of just like this detachable vagina that men get to just wank their dick off on but but the but the hypocrisy in that is usually those same exact women that have an issue with that are also the ones that advocate like dildos and sex toys for women Why, why are we not allowed to paint them as doing the exact same thing? I just, I just don't understand. Like, like I, most of the time, it's the exact same women that almost parade about how much women should have sex toys and be pleasured by sex toys. And I don't know, it's the whole thing about reflective. You know, like, like uh, if someone's really mean, it's because they actually hate themselves. You know. If someone says shit things to you or doesn't believe in you, it's because they don't believe in themselves. You know, it's that whole thing of reflection. It's like people are very, very hypocritical um, most of the time. <laughs> Actually, all the time. All the... Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, every, everything's some. everything seems to always reflect back on the individual. Whatever they're saying is like ref- to you in a lot of ways is a nugget of how they see the world, obviously, and themselves. Yeah. But, I just think if you're okay with sticking the equivalent of, like, male 
organ orifice phallic object into your um into yourself uh, yet it like vibrates and does all these other things it's like an advanced version of something that you can't get in real life that's a bit degrading in one way to let's say your partner one way obviously they're delighted for you they want you to get to where you want to get but it, they also know that that is an advancement that doesn't occur naturally in nature and that they cannot provide that um, so you know say what you want about like oh that's not a real man or whatever if you can't handle that um, but you gotta empathise how on some level that can feel a bit degrading or bring your, your uh, self esteem down and and you have to see that you have to see it that way because because that it's the exact same as reverse you know like, this guy just wants to use his little pocket thing and just get off and maybe you're always in the mood or whatever Like if he has a high energy, high sex drive, he'll he might use the robot from time to time, and then and then that's that's kind of where it gets interesting because that has arms and legs, but is it any different than the fleshlight in the sense that it is a non-human? object used for pleasure or is the issue that men are using it and not women mm. see this is the kind of stuff I like to talk out loud about and try and figure out or bounce off people if they're open minded enough to have these kind of conversations because I think you get somewhere I think you get look you, you won't always walk away from everything with an answer and uh, I think that's healthy to understand that that you don't know everything and you probably won't know everything but if you're open enough to at least be aware of that from the beginning and explore I think uh, you can end up in a very interesting place Jesus I really want to have a go at like this closed minded personality type that like to be honest I can't even put a face to whoever it is I'm, I'm apparently having a go at yeah, I think I think people like that are a bit frustrating. There's no specific person that comes to mind, but do you know what? I will keep that for a separate episode. It's also like midnight, and I'm aware that I'm my thoughts are quite slow, and my speech is a bit patchy. <laughs> so bear with me. Um, I'm trying not to be too anal and have the most accurate. Sp- words ever but I would also want to use proper words and not just air eh all the time and not use lazy words so that makes you know the ingredients of that make for a very interesting episode uh, sex robots yeah I mean look if that is the issue women fear not for there is male equivalents out there um, 
in that voice thing, that voice documentary I did watch about sex robots or sex dolls. They have male versions. And that were basically a dildo attached to arms and legs. And the main reporter in this documentary had... I don't know if she tried him out. I don't know if she took him for a spin, but she... uh, I think it was hinted that she might have, which is like... It's quite bold. I can't imagine, even if I was a reporter, I can't imagine them being like, okay, we're going to turn the cameras off if you want to now have sex with this doll and then tell us what it was like at the end. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Or, you know, but maybe, maybe for me, sex is just a bit more of a private thing. But yeah, I, I, think, I think she might. Anyway, I think she did the doll. She had a go on him. But she did say it was interesting, like just lying beside him and just like putting your hand on his chest and just kind of getting the feel of like this handsome, long male body beside you. And, th- and that's, I guess, where this whole thing takes a, a far more deeper turn. Um, the non-sexual side of it. The, the companionship, the intimacy of having something lying beside you, anyone. <laughs> um, and it can be awkward. With friends, you don't cross that barrier a lot of the time. Which is unfortunate because there's a lot of non-sexual parts to being in a relationship that are very nice that in one way you kind of wish you could have with friends but it, it would almost be so intimate that you would almost confuse it for love or relationship I wonder if it's not yeah I wonder if that stuff is like not as taboo in other parts of Europe but like I don't know, just like... I mean, I would hug my friends, male or female. I would I would like to think... I could get quite close to my friends in that sense. I could rest a head on the shoulder of a male or female friend if I was feeling tired or... You know, I could put my hand around them and, and hold them tight if I was being supportive or if I missed them or... I don't know if I'm just having a good time... So there's that level of like touch and, and closeness. But I don't know, there's not like really like lying on a bed or like lying in each other's stomachs or I don't know, just like kind of touching each other a bit more. But I'm not saying I necessarily want that. I'm just I'm just plucking the parts of a, of a, of a relationship that really can make you feel, I guess, whole without sounding too dramatic. it can be quite lonely if you go a long time without that type of touch the type of intimacy and and that's what they were talking about in this in, in this documentary on the TV with about the sex robots um, they were talking about you know for certain men um, maybe they went into it for women as well but the parts of this documentary in particular whenever the women were more so just talking about how this is a bad thing um, but for me, so for men they were saying how these sex robots wouldn't just be used for sex uh, in a lot of cases men wouldn't have the ability to have sex or would have a low sex drive 
would be rejected by basically the female culture you know if they were ugly or didn't make good money um, had learning difficulties or living at home with their parents I don't know many many reasons why you're not an attractive vessel to carry on the human race <laughs> you know because subconsciously that's that's why you're being chosen by women whether they're aware of it or not that's what that's what the animal female brain does when looking at a man scans the man physically and mentally for features and abilities that can I guess look after her look after her family and and, and provide good sperm for, for children I know a lot of women wouldn't like me saying that because I don't need a man to provide for me I, I know I'm not saying you're needed as I'm just saying it's attractive regardless and that there's something innately there that looks for that uh, maybe that doesn't apply for you but you shouldn't speak for all women and and yeah I just think that is kind of sad and I, I am interested to see if people do go down that route of having more sex robots or sex dolls or, or just friend dolls friend robots for company for companionship I think the problem I have with the whole sex doll thing um, as in in the, in the sense that I wouldn't be into that is the same as I, I have a prostitution um, I think I think there's form I think there's a place for prostitution to be legalized um, there's examples of it being legalized and it helping to make the whole experience obviously more safe you know so that's the same argument when it comes to drugs um, and if you look what happened in portugal there whatever was it 10 years ago or five years ago when portugal legalized all drugs and provided more information and safety around drugs the level the percentage of people dying harming themselves doing things incorrectly and also just even from the sense of rebelling and doing something that you're not meant to you know that whole thing that yeah they, it all dropped it, it went down hugely um, and so did the black market so people were out of jail you know it helped keep people out of jail it helped keep people safe gave people proper information you know alcohol is a terrible drug it's like one of the worst it really is whether we like to admit it or not it's just not instantly damaging so it's kind of harder to point it out and it's just such a powerful drug and it's so massive and part of culture um, but we understand that you're not meant to take it before 18 we understand there's a certain amount of units before you really fuck with your liver you shouldn't drink it every day that there's different types of alcohols they have different types of effects and pros and cons to them and overall it is a type of poison whether we like to admit it or not it kind of makes your brain stupid <laughs> um, it's also kind of fun I wouldn't say I've been addicted to it in the past but I would say I'm Irish whatever that means no I would say it's a big part of our culture 
Ooh, there's another subject I might write that down to talk about another time, but there's an argument to be made that that could happen with with sex, with prostitution, and bringing down sex trafficking, and just make it all more safe. And if a woman wants to work in that industry for some reason, if she can make good money out of it and do it in a way that her and her rights and in her business she should be able to do that and uh, do it legally safely and that it shouldn't be so taboo for a man to want to go and have that experience if he just randomly wants to have sex or again if he just wants to have some intimacy some men might struggle to even get that in society Apparently, a lot of that's what happens a lot of times. A lot of times, men go and they don't even have sex. They actually just want to be close to a woman, not feel rejected. It's kind of just easier to pay her um, than to try and socialize in society when you aren't a social being. Obviously, I'm talking about a specific, smallish percentage of men, but I have no interest in paying a woman for sex or intimacy. Um, I'm not saying that the shit on the men that do. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm so lucky, or I'm, I get loads of sex, I can get any girl I want. It's not that. It's just... I'd rather wait. And... I'd rather just... have a conversation with someone that I think is interesting, someone that catches my eye straight away, or... someone that grows on me, and... I'd like to feel those feelings grow and, and be like attracted and feel that magnetic pull. It's, I think it's a great feeling when you kind of don't want to sound too mushy, but yeah, fall in love or, or fall in awe of someone. And like, you're like, wow, you know, I want to put my face against that person's face, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to talk to them and I want to, you know probably yeah it would lead to sexual desires and um, but i think that natural pull is so powerful and so magic and it's far more interesting so, so maybe we should try and help teach people about that at a younger age or because i wasn't always like that either now keep in mind probably a bit of a late bloomer in a lot of ways but I did always I, I did always have a bit of a, like a romanticness about me like I did always even when I was quite young I remember there was this one girl and I'd like be kind of a bit fixated on her now I wouldn't like follow her home and stand outside watch her from the bushes like I wouldn't it was like a creep but I fancied her and I let her know that I fancied her and like pick pick a flower off and I'd want to give her the flower and <laughs> I'd want to write poetry about her so like you know that kind of shit um, notice how I said shit to try and like toughen myself up after sounding so cheesy to like dismiss <laughs> how, uh, how sensitive I was as a young man so that was just like my natural way of things again some guys just don't 
feel romantic they just want to have sex it's a very physical act um, or not every sexual inter- in- interaction has to be this deep meaningful eye-gazing connected experience with a partner you know it can just be a fleeting fun you know everyone gets off it, whatever you float whatever floats your boat basically you know as, as long as you're not you know as long as you're not hurting anyone do whatever floats your boat sure there's loads of women i feel like i might even know more women than men that want fleeting experiences of of being with guys that's not true maybe i don't know more maybe it's it actually evens off um so yeah there's personalities all over the place wow amazing intellectual stuff thanks for teaching me that jamie hey you're welcome it's late fuck off hey i didn't actually say that jamie this is just like your own self-criticism like this is all happening in your own head you're aware that you're just in your bedroom talking into a little microphone on your headphones yes yes i am aware so if you could just get out of my way for a second i'll continue on with this with this episode yeah that'd be great okay yeah great excellent let's move on sex robots in a way tinder is a bit of a sex robot it's this it's attached to a little box of light that is your phone which captivates most of your brain space throughout the day and I'm just gonna guess here because I haven't used Tinder or any dating apps but I guess like Instagram you'll just use it on autopilot it'll just become this like second nature game or 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 dopamine hit of pleasure where you just like you go and sit on the loo and you click on tinder and you just look at faces and you swipe and you just judge people off how they look and like again yeah why not if someone's aesthetically pleasing why not have a slice that pie you know like do what you want but then don't be disappointed with the outcome being kind of empty and artificial because that's kind of what you're buying into and maybe you're the type of person that just doesn't know how to approach or doesn't know how to get what you want without getting that awkward thing out of the way or maybe you just want to cut a few corners but I just think if if deep down you're looking for like love and intimacy it needs to start off in a more real place and that will always start or that will always begin with you doing doing the real work, which is the real work happens without anyone. The real work starts with you. You've got to trigger warning. Cheesy fucking thing coming up. I don't know. Look, what I'm trying to say is you need to love yourself. Oh, no, it's true. You do. Yeah, and that takes so much time. And like everything else in life, it doesn't. It's not. It's not this thing they spend a day or a week or a year and then, you know, boom. I love myself and now you love yourself for the rest of your life. It's a work in progress. Everything's a work in progress. Progress is two steps forward, one step back. It's a lot of failure if you were listening to the last episode. Hopefully I got to a positive place. I can't remember. It was a conscious flow. 
I don't write this shit down. There is no planning or prep going into this. I just open my mouth when I feel like I have an emotional pull towards a subject or topic and need to get shit off my chest. If I don't, I'll like get sick in my sleep. That's what I mean. I'll just like choke on my words. So I have to get them out of me. I have to get them out of me while they're growing. Spew them into your ears. Now it's your problem. <laughs> Once I say all this shit, I don't think about it anymore. It's just like, it's your problem now. I've infected your brain with my parasitic thoughts and my inability to stay on one train of thought for too long. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Love yourself. I guess why I think that's important to do self-work um, you know to work on personal growth okay let, let's just take the most simplistic uh, oh Jesus I'm losing my words here stay with me just give me a sec brain fart there we go okay got that out of the way here's joe jonah's girlfriend broke up um her name's joanna joe and joanna and it was either a tough breakup one person was less in love with than the other person was and whatever or it was a mutual agreement maybe one person was traveling one person was doing work they were, they were together for a few years, but they were still young and they wanted to, I guess, know that they were supposed to be. Um, I guess if you know you're supposed to be, you shouldn't have to test it. But then if you're constantly thinking about that person, maybe it was worth the risk to know that, you know. But they break up, and I'm just going to take Joe's side because... I'm a man, so I can empathize with men. If you're a woman, just take everything I say and pretend I'm talking about Joanna, okay? Joe's going through a tough time. He'll drink, he'll talk to his friends when he feels like it, he'll cry. He'll, at night, wish he could text her and reach out. He, he might wank a lot, start watching porn. Um, he might look at other girls and then kind of feel guilty and then kind of also want to pursue them but also not because they're not Joanna and there might be many conflicting, confusing collisions happening in his cognitive cartilage what? yeah, there you go I was on a roll until cartilage conquer, yeah, cognitive conquer I like that there might be a lot going on in his head um but eventually, he's going to hit a wall of self-destruction, self-pity, and he's going to start working out. He's going to concentrate on his work. He's going to have goals that will have very simplistic things like drinking enough water, eating good fruit, veg, having good meals, being social without drink, and, and maybe not abusing drink if he is going to drink, seeing his friends, and and doing things for others, doing things for himself, being kind to himself, to others. Again, going to the gym, exercising, going on hikes, and just bettering himself. 
he won't even be thinking about looking for a partner. It's as if when you're doing that, you you fill out the empty parts of you that might be craving someone to fill them and instead you crave a more you and that's so wholesome that's so whole to, to fill yourself up with so much of so much of your light instead of desperately looking for the love or the, of someone else to fill you up so that you can feel enough instead of that you, you, you do it from yourself you do it for yourself and that's so much more attractive like when other people watch that they're like wow that person's confident or 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 built you know like like they look like they've been working out they look like you know and you don't need to be a fucking model you just need to do a little bit every day a little bit every two days whatever some people go to the gym three days a week and they lift hard great or go to classes some people go to the gym every day and they just do a little bit 20 30 minutes you kidding me that like if you can actually if you can consistently go to the gym every morning or evening if you have a crazy job and do 20 to 30 minutes that's all like not nothing nuts but like actually do it don't look at your phone to the point where you should be like at least breaking a sweat by the end then my hat goes off to you because that's that's so impressive you know but that type of person, like, their body's working so much better. Their mental health is working so much better. Their their self-worth is worth so much. And, uh, yeah, again, if they're working on themselves, working on their job, they're probably more confident, making more money. They know where they're going. They know where they are in life. That's a, that's fantastic. That's everything. Um, and, unfortunately, some people need to break up sometimes to do that because they become so dependent on the other person and now you can make this shift you can do this paradigm shift whatever you want to call it change a direction by by just observing yourself i mean you should be able to do that in any ship whether it's a friendship or relationship or a family ship or, or whatever you should be always able to observe when something is becoming one-sided you know you're giving too much or you're taking too much or you're dependent too much or you're less you or things are getting stagnant or becoming too much of a routine you know that takes time to be that self-aware but i think it's healthy to be aware and try and find out how you can make it better so cutting cutting a friend off or breaking up a relationship isn't always the answer sometimes it is and and honestly if if you do for the reasons of bettering yourself i think that's just because eventually things will become sour if you stay in a relationship and you're not actually looking after yourself you're just just kind of getting by comfortable comfortably so yeah I just don't think things like Tinder and all that help again if you're looking for that if you're not and you're just looking for fleeting fun bit of sex then porn Tinder vibrators dildos flashlights and eventually well sex dolls at the moment but eventually sex robots are kind of all there for 
your pleasure and it probably will all become the norm because we're all such we're such a sexually driven animal maybe no more than any other animal but, but I guess certain businesses have capitalised on it and took advantage of it you know through uh, makeup you know psych- psychologists say that you know when women wear makeup it's it's a uh, I know women feel better when they put on makeup, but there's a there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it accentuates things. I mean, it definitely creates sexual signals to men uh, in the sense of like creating a look of more beauty and fertility, which naturally the male brain would be scanning out for. As I was saying earlier, you know, the female brain is. Or the male brain would be looking for the female brain <laughs> is is scanning the man's personality and looks for I guess his role in society and what he can provide and, and what he, he his outcome, his future holds and and her place in it. And she has to be careful because, you know, she's she knows even if she's never got pregnant even if she's young women have that knowledge inside them that's why they mature quicker they've that knowledge genetically that you have to be careful who you choose you have to be kind of picky because if you get pregnant that's nine months of holding and then then it's a child that you have to raise you're probably going to be more empathetic you're probably going to be more connected to it he's probably going to fuck off I mean (laughs) I'm not saying all men fuck off I'm just saying it's a possibility there's definitely a lot of single mothers out there so women do have to be wary um, yeah and I guess men, for men they're kind of analysing women based off I think you could stereotype that men are more so just looking for beauty because they're programmed to look out for the genetic makeup that will harbor a healthy baby and and beauty we think beauty in society is just this fake thing and, and in some ways it has been and then beauty has changed through you know history and it represents different things but at the end of the day what beauty and symmetry and uh, proportion what they all kind of actually represent is really good health um, when you are a fetus and you are being formed in your mother's womb, you you form last at the front, I believe. Maybe I'm getting this bit wrong. But like when you're being, when you're coming together at the front and your face is like lining up, if if your mother's health is really good and like if, if, if your genetics from both sides of the family tree are, are are in top shape um, your eyes will be straight and your nose and your lips and everything will just be so symmetric and so that's why that's so stunning in, in nature it's because that's a, a sign of perfection a sign of really good health good genetic makeup um, less chance of disease that's why those people are usually just more successful <laughs> and everyone envies them because they like sing perfectly and then they're models but they're also like like 16 and super rich and you know, all that kind of shit and obviously it's not across the board but that, like look that's my hot take anyway on 
and why naturally we're, we're attracted to beauty and, and why it's actually more natural than you, you'd care to think. Um, and you probably don't care to think that because maybe you don't think you're beautiful. But listen, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are because otherwise, how would you hear this? <laughs> what? Yeah, little paradoodle for you. Um, you are beautiful. You're gorgeous. Uh, if you aren't, or if you, oh, here, I was trying to say something really profound, but my brain actually is shutting down. The odds of you existing were so slim, and yet you were the sperm that got to the egg out of, I don't know, was it like a million, eight, eight billion? What is it? Something insane. It's a stupid number. Look it up. I'm not looking it up for you. Right? You're smart. Type it into a phone or something. Um, you're the one that made it. And who knows if the next sperm was more beautiful or less beautiful or more naturally talented or less, but you were the one that made it. And you're sitting here now and you're the one that's alive and you were the strongest sperm. So... Of all the versions that could be you, you were the greatest one. Are you gonna mope around and think you're not enough, or are you gonna prevail and say, fuck, I had the most potential, and I am capable of, of a lot of things. That's right, that's right, this episode isn't just about fucking robots, it's also about fucking get your act together and you're the best, right? <laughs> I've I've no idea how he ends up here. I've no idea at all. I do think there's a, a strong addiction to porn nowadays, though. Do you know what? I'm gonna save that for another episode. This one's already long enough, and I'm getting tired. I need to sleep. I want to finish up by saying. I think it will be normalized in the future. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but I actually do kind of agree um, with that woman's point of view in the documentary about objectifying each other in terms of just sexual gratification. Not that I totally agree with everything she said, and, and not only about like misogyny and all that, but, you know, it could, because it won't, it won't just be men that use it, you know. Um, and for some reason, we can't picture it as sexist when women do it. I'm not, and I'm not saying other people, I'm saying across the board, like even I, for some reason, you think of a man having sex with a female robot, and there's a lot of negative connotations that instantly go into that. What type of pervert, oh, is it like taking advantage? But like when a woman does it, you don't think of those things. I guess because women are less likely to do acts of sexual violence. Maybe that's why. So I suppose that makes a lot of sense, actually. But removing that side of it, I mean, it is still objectifying. And both sexes objectify all the time. You know? All the time. Um, again, like I was saying, it's the same people who talk about how much other people objectify, but 
don't know, tend to be the biggest objectifiers themselves, but they just don't see. They, they just don't hear themselves. It's like this catch-22. But, um... Oh, fuck, I'm already talking. Look, anyway, um... If these robots become hyper-realistic... You know, we're, we're already seeing things happen in society where men from overusing porn are unable to have real connections with women and, and on the other side of it are expecting more because they get so used to porn and they want like the more exciting porn the more exciting porn and all of a sudden they're watching like 16 guys do shit or, or whatever an orgy or whatever people shitting on each other and again no judgement here if that's what you're into but this kind of need to keep pushing the boat because you know when you've open access through porn to watch anything you could ever imagine it's going to keep getting more extreme you're going to keep pushing the boat you're going to keep wanting that adrenaline rush and the excitement and i'm going to mix it up and you know and you're exploring new territory and so so what happens when the robots become so real that a man is looking at a woman and then a robot and not able to distinguish the difference and these robots being built to be so admirable for men so desirable that they do look perfect and then the women feel more insecure about that because well men would be more likely to just fuck a robot than them you could say the same in reverse you know short guys with a belly and no hair listen I'm not pointing out those topics or those features to have a go at you. I'm just saying that's not stuff women women write down as what they like. They say tall, dark, handsome. That's always a thing that they go. Um, So those type of men that don't fit that criteria feel even now more rejected from society as women look to just fuck these robots all the time whenever they want to get off I don't know. The sperm donor, if they want a baby, or who knows? This topic runs deep. Listen, I'm gonna talk about porn another time, and its destruction on the serotonin receptors in the brain, and how it's affected young men, and over masturbation, and that whole addiction scene, and, and then and then make that talk. You know, I'm gonna talk about that another time. Um, but the finish up. No, I keep saying that. <laughs> to finish up, I... Uh, I think it's inevitable. Scientists taught chimpanzees one day, maybe for a week, I don't know how long this was, how to use money. They, they taught the chimpanzees the methods, the whole system of how money works. And once the chimpanzees started to get it, they started to trade. And one of the first things they started to trade their money for was in exchange for sex. It is such a natural thing that comes to us. And we have such a desire to, to go after it, to keep replicating ourselves, you know, keep hitting those pleasure zones. And if, if it wasn't for sex, i.e. porn, wouldn't have had the explosion of the internet that we, we did have it was because of things like porn that really spread the usage of the internet like wildfire and got the whole 
industry started. And so I think that's always going to be the forefront of every new advancement we ever make. And I think for the next evolution of humans having this type of robotic engagement or, or merging with, with human society, that the forefront of that wave will unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your taste, be driven by the, the sexual need of most likely men, um, but also women. And, and that's just the way things are. That's the way things go. And so, yeah. I guess just ask yourself before judging it do you yourself masturbate all the time? Do you watch porn? Are you aware that's a screen and not a person? And then, do you use a dildo? Do you use a flashlight? Do you use your hand? You know, these are sort of things. Do you use Tinder? Artificial kind of dating, swiping, making people almost objectifying people, just down to this kind of godlike stroke of a finger where you can be like, yes, good enough for me. No, you're not, you know, and throughout the list. Um, I'm not saying that I have an issue with you doing this, but I guess I'm just trying to get you to think, is it really wrong to, to be fucking a robot? Is that so much worse than than the digital landscape and objectifying nature we already have that most of us are probably using? Knows. Alright, see ya. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. Jesus, that was an hour. No wonder I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, right. Take care of yourself. Beep, beep, boop, bop, bop, bop.